2: I'm down to dunk And I'm down to dunk I'm down to dunk This is J-Dub and I'm down to dunk I'm Shea Goose Alexander and I'm down to dunk This is Lindy Waters and
3: I'm down to dunk I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. Will you say, this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort.
0: (laughs) This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort.
3: (laughs) Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always on Mondays, my good friend, Michele Avera. Michele, oh, what's up?
2: Well, uh, this morning, I watched... A game and it was a tense game i mean emotional terrible in terms of um getting a basketball inside a basket (laughs) um but but um but great for everything else i mean this team can get you excited for in many different ways i mean you have the we can't miss game we have the Shea game. And then we have these games where yes, Shea is great, but it's it's the greedy defense. It's the not letting it go, just being there in the moment. And at the last possession, like nail um, the most important shot and nail the most important defense of the game. It's it's impressive.
3: Yeah, that final play one. The nugget, you have to give the nuggets so much credit because the way that they defended until Mark had to call a timeout was outstanding. It was perfect. There were like yeah. no gaps in the defense, there was no window of opportunity for anybody. And I'm glad he called the timeout because they were about to get some just real garbage shot up and they were yeah. definitely going to miss. Like that's what was going to happen <laughs> they kept down that road and didn't call a timeout. But they called the timeout, and Shea is so smart. Because I, I'm not, I don't, I, I wish I was there to ask because I'm not certain that that play was definitely going toward the basket for Shea. He kind of faked to the left and then went to the basket. But yeah. I don't know if he was supposed to go get the ball or if that was it. But he definitely saw that he had a clear path to the basket and had a step on Aaron Gordon and got there and then just made it. That was not an easy shot either, by the way. Like, that was not a gimme, but Shay you know, ma- made it look really easy.
2: Because he gathered immediately. <clears throat> because yeah. he didn't let Aaron Gordon, um, which I called Eric Gordon this morning on Thunder <laughs> of the Dark, I think. Because he didn't time. But anyway, um, the gather, the immediate gather was the the reason why he got open for you. Sure. Because yeah. Gordon snuffed it out almost immediately. He was there. Had Shea took another dribble or just waited an extra second, that would have been much, much harder. Instead, Shea realized that and boom. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And Shea hadn't scored since like the four-minute mark in the fourth quarter. And it felt like no one had scored since about the four-minute mark in the fourth <laughs> yeah. quarter. It was... It was a pretty miserable fourth quarter up until that point. It felt like scoring was the most impossible thing ever. It mm-hmm. felt so like last year's Thunder team trying to score the ball. I mean, there were seven of nineteen in the fourth quarter alone. Kenrich Williams. This will get lost, but Kenrich hit such a big three down the stretch of that game to just yeah, one
2: one point seventeen left.
3: Yeah, just to give them a little bit of life because it felt like this game was just slipping away, and. Yeah. It felt, it felt a little bit like the Thunder were handing it to them, and the Nuggets were just saying, no, we're good, we're good, because they missed a billion <laughs> free throws in that game. They were 3 of 10, 3 of 10 in the fourth quarter. Two of those yeah, went in from Zeke Naji at the end there, and I kind of thought, okay, this might be it for the Thunder, because he hit those two, tied the game up, and you thought, okay, this might be it. And they ended up pulling it off, one, because of the outstanding – Play call from Mark, outstanding pass from Giddy, outstanding finish from Shea. It was great. It was just just perfect. And then the defense from Dort on the other end on Jamal Murray was just awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. it was about as good as you can play Jamal in that final possession. And you know, Lou Lou has been good. Recently Lou has been really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. and he played Jamal really well. No, I mean that's the only guy. Like, who else is taking that shot? You know, for the Nuggets. I mean, that's it. It's just Jamal, and yeah, he played him about as perfectly as you could ask.
2: It was very similar to the defense that uh, Lou had against Dame. Um, on the yeah. final shot of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, call. It was a different part, different part of the of the floor. Uh, Jamal tried the baseline, then he had to pull back, and. I mean, Luke can't play every single possession like he did um, because it's it was very aggressive. Um, but is this is how you defend the last shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you put your chest, not your hands. And I mean, 90 times over 100, this is not a foul. Yeah. Um, you risk a bit, but you have to, you have to be aggressive. You have to play uh, aggressive basketball there. Um, oh, but yeah. it was great timing exceptional move uh ex- exceptional at moving his feet to stay in front of him and, and yeah he jumped at the right moment
3: jumped at the right moment jamal is to this to his right but he is waving his arm like a madman in front of him to just alter the shot and dort is the master at like waving his arms in the right places most of the time mm-hmm. he's just like he's such a menace and he just finds ways to disrupt the offensive player and like that was one of them where he's just just waving his arm to the side it was amazing it was so good like that that win felt really good and i know that yo no jokic no mpj but still to pull that off in altitude the second game of this road trip like that's a big win i mean i we talked about this friday and i kind of charted out like the the next mm-hmm. you know handful of games before the all-star break and like These were both that I've had marked down as losses, both of them. And there's circumstances that led to this being an easier game than it could have been with Jokic, for sure. Because, I mean, the Thunder had whatever they wanted in the paint almost all night, up until really the fourth quarter. Um, They were having their way with the Nuggets getting to the rim. And with Jokic there, it would have been different. Not that Jokic is like some crazy rim protector, but he's just more of a presence in the middle than hmm. Zeke Najee. So, hmm. you, don't, you don't agree? I don't know, I felt
2: that OKC had their way with a few guys, not in general. I mean, Trey men had a few moments, but it was mostly Gideon Shea that were murdering um, Denver. And, and I think that this was a point of emphasis no matter who us guarding the paint. Sure. I mean, if you have Vjokic, then probably you try to play a little bit more high pick and roll to lure him out um, and then attack. So I, I don't know. is just
3: giant compared yeah, I know. to, compared to I know. Zeke or somebody like that who's thinner. Like, the Thunder have... Slower. He's slower, but, slower. He, but he just takes up so much more space. Yeah. And he's just a smarter player. Like, just flat out. Yeah, that's that's... Positionally, true. he just knows... He's not like some world-beater defender, but you don't, you don't become a two-time MVP by being a traffic cone on defense. Like, no, 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 no. It's, it's not like, crazy.
2: It's not like his first two years in the league where he was really a problem uh, defensively. Now, yeah, yeah. now he's not. Um, I just wonder if the strategy of OKC would have changed dramatically with him on the court. I don't think so. I think that he, they would have tried more pick and rolls. Uh, surely, Muscala. I mean the, the shot distribution of Mike was very weird last night. Mm-hmm. I thought with, with Yogi John, he would probably try to 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 lure him out with a few uh pick and pops. Um but I'm I'm really impressed by the way Giddy is attacking the basket. Mm-hmm. Um the frequency, the results, the fact that he he, he doesn't have many doubts when he drives there. Uh, no. It's just it's just hey, I'm gonna score. And, and yeah. this is so important. Um I know that we were all excited when he was taking trees and now he's not taking them um but the defense is, pay- is paying attention no matter what because they know that they can't really leave him out uh, otherwise if he's attacking the basket at full speed it's not as easy to guard yeah. so i think that the defense is not cheating as much which is lowering the number of attempts that he takes from tree because it takes still a little bit uh to load the shot up um but it's still working. And, and again, it's, the results are impressive for Giddy.
3: Yeah, he finished really well last night. I mean, he was 9 of 17 and 53% from the field. And just finished with a variety of ways, like in the paint, where it's like the mm-hmm. floater, like the, his little push shot, getting all the way to the rim. He's, he's just been really good. He just is, he's ultra confident right now. And it's just really fun to watch. And, I mean, he was a huge reason. Like, his first half in particular was just ridiculous. What was he in the first yeah. half? I mean, it felt like he didn't miss in the seven first half. Seven out of nine? Yeah, Something seven out like of ten in the yeah. first half. It just felt like he couldn't miss, no matter where he was. So, that was incredible. Like, what What a performance by Josh. and what, I mean, Shea, goodness. <laughs> Shea put on a show last night in Denver. Yeah. I mean, this was like, hey, we need Superstar Shea. And he showed up in a ton of ways. And mostly, again, in the paint, like they just dominated the paint. He and Giddy just absolutely dominated the paint. I mean, he took two threes, and then he took one, two, three, four other shots outside the paint.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: All of the other shots were inside the paint. And that's not easy to do like he had to really find his way in cuz he's just like the focal point of the offense. It's like who who else do we need to worry about right now? I thought that he was just so good. And then the other thing that I noticed just throughout the night is like Aaron Wiggins while he didn't make like some crazy impact, you know, I think he took 3 shots total and yeah. missed 2 of them. His ability to extend possessions last night was just really big. He yeah, had, he had several plays where he just kept things alive. I mean, to speak to that, he had four rebounds, all offensive rebounds last night yeah. in his sixteen minutes. I just think he's such a positive player. He and you know, like he didn't have a positive plus minus last night, but this was a, a two point game. It's gonna be tough to make that happen. But he I thought he was tremendous last night as well and like deserves a shout out for the way that he played.
2: Yeah and it's, uh, at a certain point uh, it was clear that they favored him instead of three men I yeah. mean he was just uh, putting him uh, for defenses uh, for defense and 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 for rebounding I mean last night the weird thing is that yes um Denver didn't have Jokic nor mpj but OKC really uh tried to put an emphasis on the boards um they won the board battle and and, I mean, it's not that they had more big men. It's just that guys like Wiggins, like Giddy, uh, Kenrich, they all contribute to a, to a high level um, yeah. in terms of getting rebounds and controlling, uh, not allowing too many second options, second, second chances, sorry. Um, and, and that matters. I mean, in a game that you win by two points um, in Denver, Like the fact that they were able to put energy on the court for 48 minutes and and, and again, having, I mean, something that we have to say is that it's not that OKC shot the ball terribly because of shot quality. I think that they created so many open shots and they were just, I mean, they were just missing, but it's not that they didn't create very good looks. I mean, Isaiah Joe had probably one contested three, mm-hmm. and he just made one out of um what's five two or seven seven yeah okay yeah still not a great percentage when he has like six seven shots
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it was just a weird night honestly like it was a weird game it was an intense game i wouldn't say it was like a well-played game like just the sh- mm-hmm. the kind of shots they got in the fourth quarter, especially, were just like, "Oh man, come on, guys! Like yeah. this isn't this isn't it?" Like the offense wasn't working, and some of that was Denver. I mean, they could throw out a unit that like defended really, really hard. Like KCP is really good. Aaron Gordon's really good. Uh, Bruce Brown's really good. Zeke Nagy is trying real hard. You know, like there's mm-hmm. there's like reasons why it was tough on the Thunder. Um. But they got, obviously, they got just the right amount there at the end, you know. And really, it was what the catalyst for winning the game was just the way they started. You know, they won the first quarter 27-18. And they got up early, and they looked really good from the jump. And that was the catalyst, because it was like nip and tuck from there. And then Denver outplayed the Thunder in the fourth. And then, if honestly, this is like the anti-heat game, where... They shot 17 of 33 from the line, (laughs) and it was just... I mean, if I were a Nuggets fan, I would be so mad. Hey, regression to the mean. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's going to happen. They had so many chances. I mean, they could have had that game wrapped up. I mean, you just make five more free throws, like the game's wrapped up. Like, that would have been it. And still, they wouldn't have shot a good percentage from the line had they made five more. They're 51% from the line. Like that's just unacceptable. Like that is just so so bad. A lot of that was Aaron Gordon, who was six of thirteen. Like oh boy, like, yeah. And you feel a little bad for him because he played really well otherwise. But oh, it was great. Miss like there were sometimes where, and this is where you watch him and you're like, oh, okay, there's Orlando, Aaron Gordon, where he's, he's trying to be too aggressive going to the hoop mm-hmm. and he's just like he doesn't have any control once he gets there he can just he's just bigger and stronger than guys and faster than guys and he can just get there but once he gets there he's a little bit like Dort where it's just like I don't know exactly how I'm going to finish this but I'm just going to get there uh, he did that a little bit but his defense was the reason why this was close because I mean if if not I think Shea was just on one where he could have I mean Shea could've had fifty last night, had yeah. him, Aaron not defended him well, and he still had thirty four points on twenty one shots. And <laughs> and didn't only shot eight free throws. You know, it's not like he went to the line like a crazy amount. I mean it's below his average amount of free throws, yeah. but Shea was just he was on another level last night with the way that he played and even with Gordon playing, it's like, Oh man, Gordon played about as well as anybody could play. It's like, well, not enough. Not well enough.
2: Yeah, I mean, for Gordon, you can apply the same rule as Dort. I mean, you can't play that brand of basketball, that aggressive brand of basketball for 48 minutes. Otherwise, you'll you'll probably commit too many fouls, Mm -hmm. but you can do it for six minutes. Um, And he did it. He was very good. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Shea passed on a few chances that he could have to create better shots, which... Didn't happen or didn't, didn't go in. Um, but Gordon is the prototype of defender that Shea struggles a little bit against, like guys that are quick enough and have size, size and strength. I mean, against those guys, Shea is not optimal. Um, but even even uh, even if it's not optimal, <laughs> I mean, it's still incredible. And, and the yeah. free throw, I mean, over the past two games, like you can see really didn't get to the line. Yeah. Um, part of it is maybe not attacking as much, I mean I know that they had a lot of points in the paint but a decent amount were short jumpers and floaters which, I mean it's it's unlikely that did you, did you get too many fouls out of that mm-hmm. um, still I felt that 16 shots, um, futile shots are not uh, representative of how OKC attacked the basket um, and if you Pair yeah. the game against uh sacramento and this one okc really had very little luck in terms of uh having um free throws um so it's it, to me yes uh Jokic, uh Jokic didn't play mpj didn't play um denver shot the ball terribly uh, from the free throw line but this is still a win that okc ha- was not gifted i mean
3: no um no
2: so it's um It gives me hope that even if they don't um they didn't take too many free throws they didn't shut the ball particularly well from three they were 26.7 um they were still able to manage the game and to win it um it's um again it's impressive
3: yeah showing poise in those final two possessions where it really mattered was is is what they need to do i mean it's it's like another touch point for them and they they're 23 and 24 today. And I mean, 23 wins was their over under for Vegas. I mean, they win one more this week. They're, they're over that. And we still have a giant chunk of the season left. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive stuff that they've been able to do. And obviously most of that credit goes to Shea, but then a lot of it needs to go to Mark. It's been tremendous. Yeah. I thought Mark coached a really good game. And then Giddy, and then Dort. Like those guys have just been so so good. Um, yeah, I mean you look at the standings currently. They're on the outside looking in on the play-in. They're tied with the Golden State Warriors at twenty-three and twenty-four. Uh, they have a game with the Warriors coming up soon, which will be a very interesting one. The Warrior. I can't quite get a grasp on the Warriors, honestly. Like that that loss to the Nets. Yesterday was just a little baffling to me. Um, Kyrie was obviously just ridiculous, but this was the full squad for the Warriors. And then you lose in chase center to the Nets without KD. It's like, what are we, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't quite know what to think about them, you know, unless hey, they, maybe
2: it's, um, maybe it's an end of an era. I mean, um,
3: Feels like it could or, be,
2: or they just they just will turn it on over the path over the, the last twenty games of the season just to just to give it a try. It's yeah. hard, it's hard to to be this bad and then turn it on.
3: Yeah, I mean, you think that like they they turn they turn it on and like they they had some decent wins recently, and then they I don't know they got the Grizzlies like. The Thunder have a tough schedule, but Golden State does too. Like, they got the Grizzlies at home, um, I think, Wednesday night? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Wednesday night. Yeah, Sounds that'll, about right. Nice. That'll be, that's a really interesting one. Because, like, coming for the Thunder, if you're, if you're choosing dumb and you want them to win, you know, they have the Hawks on Wednesday night here in OKC. Like, that's an interesting one, because the Hawks have started to get it going a little bit. Uh, they had won five in a row before they, before they inexplicably lost to the Hornets. It's like come on, um, but they beat Pacers, Raptors, Heat, Mavs, Knicks. It's like oh okay, like that's like that's a really good stretch. And then you go and you lose to the Hornets. Like the minute I start to have faith in them, then they lose. To Mason, Mason Plumlee was like twenty five and eleven in that game. It's like come on guys, you cannot allow something like that to happen. Um, so that's a really interesting one. That's like a that's a toss up to me. Like if they can beat Atlanta, like I think they're talented enough to beat Atlanta. Then they have on Friday they play Cleveland,
2: which is super hard.
3: That's a tough one. Cleveland is just good. Like they're just flat yeah. out a good team. They're not flawless, but they're really good. Uh they beat a a Bucks team that is good. They don't the Bucks didn't have Giannis but mm-hmm. still like the bucks are schematically still really tough. And Evan Mobley in that game. Did you see what Evan Mobley did against the bucks? No. Well, first of all, he had 27 shots, which just like made me really proud of him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no no Donovan Mitchell, and I don't know what Mitchell's status would be for Friday. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Um but he had 38, 9 and 3. I mean,
2: That's nice. <laughs>
3: Pretty nice. Like that's the version of Evan Mobley that like all the bloggers and podcasters have been talking about, and we haven't seen that version of him a whole lot since he's been in the league, just because he doesn't get twenty-seven shots typically. And so, I think that that's cool to see because he—I mean—he's a really good player. So that that matchup should be tough. Like the Thunder will definitely not be favored in that matchup against Cleveland at home, and then they have the Warriors on Monday night, January 30th, at home. So that's that's a tough little stretch here. They're already through two of those games, and they're 500, lost in Sacramento, one at Denver. Like, that's about as good of a start as you can get. And I I had them banked one win out of these five, and still, like, you can get to 500.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, um, I mean... It's three games at home. Um, it's not that you have to win one, but it it would be good to win at least one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. If you're hoping for the play-in, hope is not lost if they lose all three of these. No. Just because they have Houston, Houston, Golden State, Lakers with Rui Hachimura on February <laughs> 7th. So watch what out. What a sad trade. So sad. That's so depressing. Like, what a depressing way to start out the trade season. It's yeah. like, hey, our failed lottery pick for Kendrick Nunn and three second-round picks that likely won't matter. Yeah. Hooray! Help is on the way, LeBron. Don't worry. Um, they probably would get some more fans. Just having a player from Japan yeah. is like, it's great. You know, it's, it's kind of cool. For I, I hope that I hope the Lakers make the playoffs just for Rui now because I want to see
2: yeah. him in the Yeah, playoffs. I mean, and Rui is one of the good examples of a little, being a little bit unlucky and being on a team that really doesn't maximize what you have. Oh, Granted, um, I don't know, uh, because no one knows, if had Rui been picked f- from another team, what changes? Um, I have no idea, of course. Yeah. If you look at the way in which some of the development of the OKC players over the past few years, how they develop them—not mm-hmm. necessarily the results, but the way in which they try to um, insert concepts that maybe players are not familiar with or mm-hmm. players struggle with at the beginning—and yeah. um, with Rui, I mean, he was—he uh, is very talented. He was coming out of Gonzaga, like one of the top ten prospect in this draft. Yeah, and he was
3: like twenty points, I think, like seven boards, and like not an yeah. insignificant number of assists per game. Like he's extremely yeah. talented. He'd played, he played. He played there a few years, which is like whatever. But you know, he wasn't like some like one and done guy.
2: No, yeah, uh, I think he was a junior when he was drafted, twenty one right. years old. Yeah. Um, yeah, same age as um, Dub. And, and you could see him in a point forward role. Um, but you he, he, he have to work on the fact that he was okay taking mid-range shots and not threes. And that his shot diet was not perfect for the league. And And instead, I mean, I, I didn't see that coming to fruition. Mm. Uh, when I see him playing, I mostly see the same player. Um, again, with a bit of injury um i mean he was a little bit uh, unlucky uh, on that end but still i mean you can see that um how you develop players is almost as important as the player that you take um i mean it's um and with washington it's not it's not great i mean if you look at uh, the last few uh, drafts i mean it's uh it's not not great
3: is an understatement yeah
2: yeah It's a bit depressing. I
3: mean, Johnny Davis is past draft, and it's looking like one of the worst picks. Kispert in 21 is fine. Like, he's a fine player. He's a guy that I think will play in the league for a long time. But
2: there was no development to be made there.
3: Yeah, he just kind of is what he is. He actually, like, if he were traded to the Lakers, I would say, okay, he might actually be a difference maker.
2: Yeah, but, but but the Kisper game is already tuned for the league. I'm not saying that he will not develop, he will not improve. He will, um, just by the fact that he's training with an NBA team, uh, he will improve in we some There's not a ton of upside,
3: like he's Joe Harris, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just perfect for the modern game. So there is not a ton of devel- development in yeah. terms of adding skills, modifying the way in which you approach the game. I mean,
3: um, yeah. Denny Abdia in 2020. I hated that pick. It's a pretty gross pick. I just don't know what he does. That's good. Um, yeah. And then you like look at the guys that were still left on the board, like Devin Vassell, definitely helpful. Tyrese Halliburton, obviously a great player. A hat on hey, you want to put a hat on yeah. me? I'm already wearing a yeah. hat. I've got a four-year-old invasion onto the pod right now who wants to put a different hat onto me. Uh, that's a great hat. Yeah. This is it's much hat. better. You like this? All right. See you later, buddy. Yeah.
2: Um, except for the very good hat that Andrew has. Uh, I mean, can you imagine Tyrese? I mean, Tyrese oh my gosh! perfect for them. And um,
3: Oh, it would have been great. It would have been great. Yeah.
2: Or ruined, depending or on... Or
3: absolutely um, <laughs> ruined his career. Vassell is the one where you're like, oh, man. Like, he's right there, guys. He was right, right? there. I mean, he would have been so yeah. helpful. I mean, he's such a good player now that it's yeah. just like, what in the world are they
2: doing? Do you, do you remember that clip that he posted with that awful looking shot like yeah. two weeks before the draft? Yep. I have no idea why a person in this right state of mind <sighs> uh, published that. I mean, I think that he really lost, I don't know, two, three draft positions yeah at least i mean to 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 post um a video like why is that it's 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 unbelievable I don't know what is happening there but uh uh it's it's clear that um i mean that Vasel shot is different from the one that we we saw uh in oh yeah
3: it, oh yeah
2: it was probably deciding where to go uh which yeah. is still weird
3: yeah like, the Spurs is a uh, interesting choice. Yeah. Um, very interesting choice. But I mean, they just continued to make really bad decisions. Like it, and then when they took Rui at nine, you know, Cam Johnson, who was a reach, I can't give them flack on that because it no. was like when Phoenix took him at eleven, it was like, Oh my gosh. But like I
2: roasted Phoenix for that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like PJ Washington, Tyler Hero. But then like after that, it's like Romeo Langford, the Pistons took Seku Demboya, Chumo. No, it was the
2: it was the right player. Chumo K. It's like,
3: all right, like whatever. Then you have the Thunder taking Darius Baisley at twenty three. Um traded Brandon Clark. Just still not the highest. didn't like. And then Grant Williams after that. Grant Williams was my guy in that draft. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Grant a whole lot. Um even Keldon Johnson. You know that that ended up being just such a golden pick for the Spurs. Yeah,
2: yeah. Kellen Johnson was weird. Like, was weird. why a team like OKC that likes um, multi-tool? You want a uh, wings? young,
3: nineteen-year-old project wing?
2: Was it 6'7"? Six, 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 six,
3: yeah, like six six.
2: Yeah. Maybe Which is nice why. for a guard.
3: Yeah, but he's more way more of a forward
2: uh yeah okay i mean he's not like guard in terms of he's a wing let's put it this way
3: he's a wing for sure yeah yeah that was a weird pick it remains a weird pick that's okay i mean you're picking 23 like you can do some weird things but
2: but hey they picked the guy who made the best pass yesterday (laughs) (laughs) that was a great moment
3: it was it was yeah it's fine it's like whatever
2: Come on, be happy. Be happy about theirs making plays, sweating shots. Was there a shot wrestle? made?
3: Was there a shot made from that pass? Yes,
2: yes. For some Isaiah reason, Joe. For he blasted from for free.
3: For some reason, my brain didn't go in. Maybe that's just that's me being a uh, bias. I can admit my own bias. Um, yeah, yeah. He's fine. I mean, we all know what still what's going to happen with base. You know, we don't have to. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Honestly. <laughs>
2: Come on. It's it's still nice that the guy whose destiny is already marked by Andrew Schlecht, he is still producing um quality minutes.
3: Oh, zero shots there. in sixteen minutes, minus five.
2: I, I I thought that he didn't play a bad game. He was actually trying to move the basketball, which is uh sure great improvement. Sure.
3: Also, also also Usman Jang is back. And so <laughs> Sorry, Darius. You're terrible. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm just being honest. Being like I'm just being honest so about like where mean. this is headed. I'm not. This is not mean. It's not yes, mean. mean. It's not mean. It's just honest. Um, okay. I I mean, Jang, who played really well in the G League. Like you have to feel really encouraged with that. Yeah. You know, picked 11th. You're, there's no guarantee, as as we see with Ryu Hachimura, who had a ton of potential. Coming into the league, and a guy that was like, "Oh, he's kind of late to the game." Like he, he's got you know, he's gotten so much better since he picked up the ball, and like, look what all he's done, and you know, he could hardly play when he got to Gonzaga, and like, look what he's doing now, and you know, it's you just felt like he had this like trajectory, and then he just like flatlined, you know. Yeah. Um, You know, Jang has picked eleventh, and boy, you can. You can go a lot of places in your NBA imagination with this guy. You know, 6'11, seven feet, however tall you think he is, fluid with the ball. I think, I still believe that the, the small sample that we've seen of him, his defense is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and he started to make shots. And he is, at the very least, like a very interesting project. And at the very most, he is, like, something great for this team. And I am so, so intrigued to see. And he's one of, like, the – he's just a wild card because you, no one's really counting on him as a piece of the future of this team you know, as, as part of the fan base just because we haven't really seen a whole lot of him. Like, you think about Shay and Giddy and J-Dub and Chet, and you're like, yeah, those are the guys – but like why couldn't Jang be just as important as as those guys? Like there's a chance that he is. And if he is, then like what? Like this like he is like throwing gas on a fire if like you if you can actually work out. I mean it's this thing gets really interesting really, really, really fast if he's good. Because he's younger than a lot of the guys that are gonna be in this upcoming draft. Um which, I don't know, man. I'm I'm very intrigued. Not having him for like this giant stretch, I think is very interesting. Like, I think he's younger than the Thompson twins. Um, I mean, he's younger than Brandon Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, he's
2: he also shoots. He also shoots less trees than Brandon Miller. I mean, I, I just I just just love the guy.
3: <laughs> I mean, adding Brandon Miller would, would, would be great too. Them? Be great too. I just think I'm just very intrigued with what Usman Jang could be. And even if he doesn't work out, like you're not toast or anything like that, but it's just really, uh, I'm just very interested to see him play more minutes down the stretch.
2: Would you switch the Thunder pick, Jang, and an extra asset to be, to draft Brandon Miller? You don't have to, you don't get to decide the, number, the, the, pick the pick you just you can draft him, full stop.
3: I don't get to know where the Thunder's pick is at.
2: No, you just know that you pick him no matter what.
3: So like right now, the Thunder would be thirteenth.
2: No, that pick is gone. You 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 put that pick and Jeng,
3: and Brandon the team that Miller.
2: has drafted Brandon Miller, give it to you. Probably you also need to give in something else like a
3: something else. Like, yeah, get out of my face with that. No way, dude! Wow. No. Okay,
2: it's yeah, it's four picks for Brandon Miller. That seems a lot.
3: That's crazy. I'm sorry. I like Brandon Miller, and he's getting better as the year goes on. But like, nah.
2: Okay. That's I fair. Mean, I don't know if I'd do it too, but I just wanted to. I mean, Brandon Miller is the guy who who can really create space for OKC. Maybe Jen can too.
3: Jang might be able to. Jang fits I mean, he's he's fits the thunder profile, right? Mm -hmm. Like can make a decision with the basketball. He's long. Giant. Giant for his position. Like if he works out, he's the kind of player that you could just never ever get in Oklahoma City unless you're giving up like five first rounders. Mm -hmm. you know you just don't get those guys not like brandon miller is like a guy that's just like growing on trees he would also be one of those guys that you just couldn't get in okc um but it's an interesting conversation i mean miller obviously i think could contribute probably a little bit quicker Mm -hmm. than jang can because jang is he's a long-term project like there's no doubt about it um but
2: a lot depends on the shot. I mean, yes, it's a long-term project, but if he starts hitting shots, then it will be, yeah, let's let's wait for the other things to to come. Let's put him on the court because he can nail a few shots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I really want to see him on the court uh, soon. And he had the best game against Atlanta. So maybe hey. maybe seeing those jersey will um, send him back in time. And he just can continue Yeah, from yeah. where he left.
3: Yeah, I'd rather use future picks in a trade to get Miller than than to use Jang.
2: Yeah, no, I know, I know. Nobody will give it you um, Miller for that package anyway. You can't. Well, I mean, I know that you especially if he's going
3: fourth. It's like we're gonna we're gonna take on Jang, who is like we don't even know what he is, you know. And it depends on what the draft evaluations were, but it's like, hey, he went eleventh. In the draft, yeah. so you're basically saying we're going to give up. There's no reason to believe that. You could even say that it's a little bit worse than the 11th pick. So you could say it's like giving up pick 13 and pick 15, and another one, and another one. See, like that's where I'm like, yeah, no way. If I'm the Thunder, I'm like, nah, eh, eh. but if, even if I've got the fourth pick, if like that's what you got, let's say you're the Spurs, yeah,
2: that's that, and that's you're my sitting point. back I mean, and you're they, they like, hey, we could have
3: Brandon Miller or we could have the 13th pick this guy that was picked last year at 11th that didn't play hardly at all and then a future first it's like i don't know just give me the guy like we've sucked we yeah. we've sucked all year so that we could get like these middling first round picks basically like nah just give me the guy that's picked toward the top of this awesome draft you know yeah but also, like Brandon Miller's not. If he were, if like if that is like the Spurs pick, like that's not the savior of the Spurs.
2: Well, no. But I still like to. I'd like to have him.
3: I know, but they need somebody. They need like a hub. They need. They need a guy. Like they need their. Yeah. They need their guy. And Brandon Miller needs like would function so well off of a guy like Shea or a guy like Giddy, you know. He's not necessarily somebody that's going to, like, give me the ball and I'm going to go create something. You know? Yeah. So I I would be, if I ended up with the fourth pick as a Spurs fan, I would just be, I'd be a little dejected. <laughs> you know? Like, hey, maybe
2: you draft a Josh Katie type of guy.
3: <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of it with this draft, is, like, Wimanyama, Scoot, Amon Thompson. And then, like, you can, like, you got to really talk me into Nick Smith. Like, I, yeah, I, he's can't, good. I can't get there, but, like, you got to really talk me into him being, like, your guy. And, like, the next guy that I think could be, like, other uh, guy, it's like, it's like, maybe Keontae George could be that. Like, maybe he could get there. And then everybody Damn. else, I'm like, no, these are, like, complimentary guys, you know, for the most part. Like, everybody else is, like, pretty complimentary. You know, Asore Thompson... It's like a complimentary guy. Grady Dick, complimentary guy. Joris Walker, complimentary guy. Jed Howard, complimentary guy. Anthony Jed
2: Howard, just please stay in college for another year kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. But anyway, this is a great tangent. Um, um, we, are, we know about this guy because we, we have a show every single week that talks about them. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you don't, if you are not subs- subscribed, um, please do. Yeah. Uh, and you can get everything. Yep. Dream team um,
1: draft show. Um, okay. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences, like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
3: When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free when it's was time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This, this Thunder team is in such an interesting spot because like you get to talk about them improving through development. You get to talk about them improving through the draft. You get to talk about them improving through trade. We get to fantasize about the Rockets picks upcoming, You know the fact that they could have four first-round picks in the 2024 draft, that Chet's coming back, and if they had, honestly, any semblance of rim protection right now, <laughs> they could be the number one defense in the NBA because right now as it stands with all the development that still needs to happen with the addition of Chet coming with the addition of another pick coming whether it's in the lottery or in the teens coming this team is ninth in defense they have the 12th best net rating in the NBA and offensively they have a long way to go they're still they're 20th but To have the ninth-ranked defense and to have one of the most glaring needs that will be solved next year is like... Hopefully. 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 It will be solved next year. Yeah. Like, that... Like, if you're not excited, like, that's got to get you excited. Because if you're... I mean, here's the top five teams... In defense, hey, you gotta go, bro. You gotta go, bro. Um, if top five teams in the league—Memphis, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Philly, Boston—those are the top five teams. And then you even look at the the teams after that: Miami, Brooklyn, Pelicans. Like every team above them is a playoff team. Yeah, every team above them in the standings is a playoff team. I mean that is that should give you some like extreme hope for where this is heading right now.
2: Yeah, and I mean uh, either OKC is a, a playoff team as well, or um, or they have the potential defensively to to be a team that it improves and, and gets there. I mean, um, it, it's outstanding the way in which they can play defense even without the rim protector i mean uh they do it by taking charges by switching in a super crisp way um they do it by guarding the point of attack defense in in with multiple players i mean i think that um nikai Duncan uh discussed um it was last tuesday yeah uh sounds about right um yeah last
3: he, yeah last yeah last tuesday
2: and he was saying that dort at the point of attack basically cuts the opponent's shot clock to i mean 15 yeah 16 yeah um if you start the possession like four or five seconds later than than your usual time it's basically having one less option at your disposal, one less read, one less cross-court pass. Um, all these things are extremely important, but it's not just the point of attack defense. It's the fact that everyone knows, everyone puts the effort in. I mean, Giddy last night really played hard. There yeah. was a possession where it was matched up against Gordon, and he held his own. I mean, last year they, those things were not there yeah. for Giddy. I mean, yeah. right now he's stronger, Um and last summer someone named Andrew um, said for the entire summer you will see giddy getting stronger and this will change a lot in the way in which he plays basketball and i think that we are seeing that yes on offense but also on the defensive side where he's not the quickest but he's playing much better overall and he's he is basically skipping way less on defense um there were moments last night last season where you do three, four passes and Giddy is late for a closeout. Right now, those moments are less and less. And And this is how they have the ninth best If Granted, they are young. They know that they can stay on the court just if if they play that way. It's hard to, to, to hold a guy that is 27, 28 to the same standard every single night. But if you develop a chemistry together where it's more being sound than than and, and being ready and communicate the right way. And you can do 95% of the job. This will create good habits and a sustainable defense. And when Chet comes back, I mean, um, it will be tough for opponents.
3: Yeah. Just like imagine Dort doing all the work that he does and a player finally getting there. And honestly, the best shot that they'll get is a mid-range pull-up. Yeah. Because now it's like, if a guy can beat Dort, like he could probably get to the hoop. Mm -hmm. And if you have that kind of help defense there with Chet, if you can funnel guys to Chet, sorry. Like it's just not going to happen for you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and it's not that you realize immediately that Chet is there and you can't take that shot. shot. I remember Darryl Um having a good game in the first half in Summer League against Chet. And then at a certain point, um, he was having a drive to the basket. Chet was very far and Tari confidently took a layup and the ball was probably in the second row uh, of the TMAC um, because Chet is able to understand uh, to to be one step ahead and 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 so that kind of understanding that kind of space that he can cover um will help a lot yeah and 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 just deter people to try i mean prime gobert was doing that um this the the presence of him at the rim was just um a deterrent for for guys who who were willing to drive so Mm -hmm. let's hope the chat can Mimic that and maybe be better because he's, I think, he's more mobile. Uh, and can it's not that he will be super mobile and 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 guard uh, everyone, um, in terms of wings and guards. Well, it's just having a it seven is,
3: footer that has like tremendous length and yeah. timing. It's like they just don't have that. I mean, they've got most nights a six six guy jumping center, or you have like the other Jay Will, and it's like, yeah, he's good at. You know, taking charges, but defensively, like he's got a long way to go. Like, yeah. to be an effective guy. Um, Chet, I just think that he'll step in and just be helpful right away. I mean, you look at the other teams that are at the bottom of the defensive ratings San Antonio Spurs are at the very bottom, yep. young team, Detroit Pistons, 29th, young team, Houston Rockets, 28th, young team, Charlotte Hornets, 27th, young team. Utah Jazz 26th, and then like Orlando's 23rd, Indy's 22nd. Like that's where all the young teams are. You look at yeah. every other team, and it's like these aren't the rest of these teams aren't young teams. You know, those are all experienced teams. I mean, Memphis is at the top. They're one of the younger teams, but they're one of the teams that have figured it out. And like yes. how did Memphis figure it out? Well, they played defense first. And they're, and then they had a star guard. I don't know. the thunder aren't that different from that Memphis yeah. trajectory. I mean, Memphis made the play made the play in, ended up beating Golden State in the play-in and getting to the playoffs. and that was their like arrival. And you can't predict like that exact sequence happening for OKC. They may miss the, the play in totally, because mm-hmm. the thing about it is. There'll be people and I've had I've even been on podcasts. I talked about this with Mark Schindler on Slam and Jam. Like like, hey, do you think that they will go get X Piece or like add one more guy or something like that? <laughs> like, no, and in fact they're gonna go the opposite direction. And they're going to be bringing in Usman Jang and he's gonna play. And he's one of the younger guys from this past draft and he's gonna play a lot. And will he be more hurtful than helpful? Probably. Because that's what teenagers are in the NBA. And that's gonna be okay. Because like this year is not the goal. Like, think about if they actually trade it for OGN and OB. Like yes. you're gonna have to extend him, give him a big fat deal. One, I don't even think he wants to play here. Like honestly, like let's just like be frank. Like I don't yeah. think a guy like OG wants to play here. Like you're gonna tell OG, Hey OG, you wanna come to Oklahoma City where maybe you're the third option. Maybe you're the fourth option, though. Like, honestly, like, if we're really being frank, like, you're the fourth option. You want to come here? Even if he said yes to that, you're going to have him taking on a huge, huge portion of your cap. And then it's going to force you to make decisions about guys like J Dub way earlier than you want to. So, you really want to do that? Like, the answer is absolutely not. It is nonsensical. Like, this is. One it's not the time because you don't even know who your team is. Like you don't even know what you've yeah. got until you have like a real chance to look at Chet with this group. You have no clue what you have. Absolutely yeah. no clue. And then you draft. Yeah, you a can Zheng. move
2: into margin. You, yeah, you can. If Muscala says, "Hey, um, look, my ankle is really hurting." Yeah, um, can be on the staff instead of
3: <laughs> right uh, field.
2: Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. And you yeah, have you can do uh, like an,
3: another Isaiah Joe type of deal, and you bring yeah. in somebody else that's like of that caliber, and you s- they see if they work out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, the New York Times put out an interview with Chet. Um. I can't remember when when that went out, but he just talks about how hard he's been working. And like, yeah. if you want to get really excited, you can go read that. Um, it's very it's there's not like anything like groundbreaking in it but like just the fact that he his attitude and the way that he has quote-unquote attacked the program from the angle that he has it's pretty impressive like it's just an impressive mindset that you hear from him um so yeah that went out in the New York Times so it's uh you just have to be really excited and you have to let let it play out. Like, you have to let this whole process play out. There are so many guys that need a chance to develop. Jang is toward the top of that list with this current group where it's like, yeah, we've got to figure out who this guy is. Like, is he worth investing more resources in to get us to the place where we want to be? You know? I don't know. I don't think they have any way of knowing that either. Like, let's figure out also, like, what do we have in Trey Man? Like, Trey, you got the rest of this year and next year. And we got to figure out if, you, yeah. if you've if you got the stuff, you know. Interesting
2: wrinkle that I mentioned <laughs> this morning already. Um, I'm repeating myself a lot, but um, the fact that from a good stretch, Giddy and j were playing a lot of time together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's shifted, now it's Trey huh? Man.
3: Yeah, it's shifted. It feels yeah. like, okay, we know that works. We're gonna go. We're gonna put that over here on yeah. the shelf. You know, here's the <laughs> shelf of things that work. You know, and on yeah. that shelf is like the the lineup with Kenrich at center. It's like, yep, yeah. Put that on the shelf. Now we're gonna throw out some other guys. You yeah. know,
2: yeah, which is which is Begin- okay. I mean, beginning, beginning I of the fourth Gide- quarter
3: with with Giddy and with J Dub, great. Put that on the shelf. Let's do yeah. something else.
2: Yeah, let's see if there is something else that works. Um, by the way, uh, Gray Paper is suggesting um, that. Uh, There are articles that discuss the possibility of OG going to Memphis. Um, That would be actually neat in terms of uh, Memphis getting a wing. That uh, If the trade is for Brooks, um, plus I don't know how many picks. I don't know if if a team like Memphis can trade a guy like Brooks.
3: I don't think they would trade Brooks in it. I think they would keep Brooks and add to it. And they would probably trade... It would have to be like young pieces, right?
2: Mm-hmm. It'd be young... He's Canadian. Maybe Toronto will get the...
3: Yeah, but if you're Toronto, you don't really want Dylan Brooks.
2: Why? Right? <laughs> but depend. it depends on the on the picks that you have. Did we you can put, talk uh, about to... a
3: lot of reasons why. But yeah, I mean like... Yeah. Give me Santi. You know? Yeah. Give me... I don't know. Kenny Lofton, just for fun. Zaire Williams. Zaire
2: Smith. Oh, Williams. Sorry.
3: Yeah, I would take Zaire Williams. Like somebody like that, like Zaire. Somebody that's got some upside, like Zaire Williams or Santi Aldama, and some picks, hmm. would be enough. And if I'm the Grizzlies, like I'm wanting to win now, like I'm not trading Dylan Brooks. And I know that there's like a lot of people don't like him and they think that he's not a winning player, blah 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 blah. I don't I don't, I don't care. Like I, I still want Dylan Brooks.
2: Yeah. But if you replace Dylan Brooks minutes with uh, OG.
3: I mean it'd be pretty great.
2: <laughs> you improve. Uh you get more efficient. You get long, you get like better defensively, probably.
3: I don't know. Brooks is pretty good. I mean, the if you could if you could go small though with Adams sitting. And Triple mm-hmm. J at the center, and yeah. OG at the four. And OG four. at the four. Brooks, yeah. Bain and Morant, like holy smokes, yeah. I watch out. I might That's make. fun. I might make Dylan Brooks come off the bench to start, and you start with mm. OG at the three, and Triple J and Stevo. Yeah. But then you can go small, and you're like, "What do you do with that?" Like you job. played
2: Kenrich at center, and you beat them. <laughs>
3: Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm fine with OG going after them as going or the Memphis going after OG like that's fine the Thunder just aren't ready yet Memphis is number one in the Memphis is number one in the West I joked with somebody today somebody added down to dunk and asked like what what would it take for the Thunder to be buyers at the deadline I said well if they're number one in the West sure and Memphis is number one in the West like they're they're ahead of schedule And you have the luxury of being able to make deals like that when you're ahead of schedule. I don't know what the appetite in Memphis is for paying the luxury tax. That's like the other thing that I just don't know. Yeah. Because if you're making a deal for OG, you're either going to have to make a really, really hard decision on a guy like Desmond Bain, or you're Mm going to have to just pay a lot of luxury tax money. And like, what's the appetite? Like, that's that's a really, that's a big thing, you know? Uh, great paper also brings up Kevin Garnett's tweet. Did you see this from last night? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, and it's like, yeah, KG, like we've all been on this train for a long time, but it's just kind of cool to see a guy like KG tweet something like this. Those are MVP-type numbers in a normal year that Shea gilders Alexander's putting up in OKC, and it's high IQ and efficient than a MF! Exclamation point. <laughs> These young guys are going to do the league right. We good. Uh, it's just cool. Yeah, it's we good. Cool. It's cool to see. I, yeah. I, I just think if you're somebody that's saying the Thunder should do a deal for this guy, or the Thunder should be buyers, like you, you've kind of missed the, the vision a little bit of where this is going. Because... Like, just stop and just go take a look at, go hop on Real GM and check out what the future pick situation looks like. Because it's just, it's just not time. And go look at the roster. And look at the ages of the, of the guys on the roster. It's just not time yet. Yeah. And look at the standings in the West. Like, it's just not time yet. Like, give it give it a couple years, you know. Unless you can find me a player that's on a rookie-scale contract that would fit perfectly with this team. That would help take them to the next level, without having to sacrifice any one of any of the guys on their core. Bring me that player, and then I might say yes.
2: That's Chelungun.
3: That guy, yeah, exactly. But somebody on another roster, I guess yeah. that's like impossible. And if you can give me an example of that, like we'll we'll absolutely talk about it. But if you're going to bring me a veteran that's got one or two years left on his contract that needs a contract extension soon, no, no. Absolutely not. That's not gonna happen with this team. Like this just not that's not quite that's not it's just not the vision of where this is heading. So uh all right. I gotta go. Any other any other thoughts that you just have to put out into the universe before we go, Mikele? No. Okay. Go to the athletic.com slash down to dunk if you want to listen to the show with no ads on it. Zero ads if you listen on the athletic app. Uh, you can also read all the wonderful articles. There's lots of trade stuff going on. We've got the Rui Hachimura trade. Woo! There'll be more. Who knows? Maybe Thunder-related, maybe not. Maybe we'll get a Darius Baisley trade, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, trade deadline is is coming up quickly. All-Star weekend, also coming up quickly. Should be an interesting weekend for OKC Thunder fans. We'll have you guys covered at The Athletic for that as well. I uh, hope you guys have a, a great Monday. And we might have another another interesting guest on Down to Dunk tomorrow. So stay tuned. Wow. For that. hope you guys have a great Monday. Talk to you guys again tomorrow.